she's like, hello, this is, I can't remember her name, from the retention department. I'm like, oh, are you the people that keep me from canceling? She's like, oh, what's your problem, sir? So I gave her the whole rundown. She brought my account up, and she goes, okay, if you're willing to enroll in auto pay, I can take your bill from the $96 a month down to $54. I'm like, well, I'm fine with $69, just to be honest. That's what's my <laughs> price for life guarantee. And she goes, no, $54.99. You'll have to pay the $96 because uh, that bill came before you talked to it's us. It's going to be like a credit. Yeah, but I- we'll credit you back in August. So I said, I'm going to pay like $30 more for July. And she was like, yeah, in August when it's auto pay, it'll be like $24.99. And then September will start your $55. And then she gave me the number of the off. She's like, call the beginning of next June because the 17th is when your bill is going to change. And we'll see if we can take care of you. I was like, fuck yeah! <laughs> you beat the cable company. Yeah, that's like, damn. That was good. That's way too much effort. Why has it got to be like that? Why, why, why do you have no, 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 like no, that no. would just bother now, me so bad. Like, now uh, you have a not, calendar. I give you props for it. But now you got a reminder on your calendar for a yes. year from now to jump through the same damn hoops. That's fine. Is it? I sent him this <laughs> gift, Michael Douglas, and that falling down. I'm just standing up for my rights as a consumer. I mean, but everything, think if, about if, if he's willing to do it once every 12 months, I mean, that's fine. I'll fight you. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, Why is it that the block, like the genuine loyal customer for years always gets fucked and the new rates always go to someone else? It's like that, man. I tried to do, I tried to have my dad, um, get rid of all the TV and just did it because he streams everything and they wouldn't let him do it. And I was like, well, we'll just cancel our service and then get back one of these new customer deals. And they're like, no, we, it's the address and the name. We'll know who it is. You can't do it. And so I ended up doing the same thing and negotiated into a, a certain one. It was like $119 yep. a month, but they kept like a basic cable package. And then they, uh, they still, they still have the landline phone, which I'm like, Why? why? And they're just, they're just worried. Well, you know, I learned in San Andreas that landline phone will come in handy. <laughs> uh, I guess. Uh, I guess. That's what they think, though, right? That's the only reason why you have it is yes. because you, whenever the grid goes down, this part of the grid apparently won't. you got to be like the warlock and the third live or uh, die hard. What was it? Live free or die hard? The warlock. warlock. What's the warlock? He's the only guy who will have his lights on in Philadelphia. He's an underground hacker. That's where Bruce Willis and the kid he saves go. He calls himself the Warlock. Thank God. You've seen Lip Free or Die Hard? I, I, it's been a minute, but I remember not liking it, so I don't really recall much of it. Uh, I'm fine with most Bruce Willis movies. Uh, you know, I, I just want to say that story was so good I didn't hit record because I was like, man, people got to hear Biggie's cable story. You already hit it. Oh, yeah. I thought that was good enough. I don't know if I'll start the show with it or not. But damn, it was compelling to me. <laughs> should we start it with that or should I leave that as like a teaser at the end? I don't know. Maybe let me hear it again. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it twice. <laughs> uh, so the uh, the world's on fire, but this is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Biggie, who is 1-0. All time against the cable company, as far as we can tell. Damn straight. All right. So the world uh, is going through something right now. I just want to start with this. Before we get into sports, we got a lot to talk about. Baseball is exciting. You're going to Mile High. Yeah. That's that's going to be fun. Uh, I know you're going to Reds and Braves. Isaac's getting ready to take a nice little road trip next week with his friends. So Saturday, we are hitting Reds, Braves. And, well, the Reds won 11 in a row. They, they're it's on be 11 in a row right now. 
So, I really like that uh, that Ellie De La Cruz might have hit first slide into first. He had a there, rocket the first was, and he was safe. I was telling Mr. Brown before you got here, he had a play today where he hit a little blooper that dropped between the third baseman, the shortstop, and the left fielder. And um, it was a double. Like, that's hard out of the box. I mean, it was a good throw. Uh, and it, we, we can talk about the Reds and, and baseball because there's a lot of baseball I want to get to. But you know, I sent you a text earlier to ask if – we're having a baby Jessica moment right now. That's the birth of CNN right there. Do you know? You remember that story? I have no idea. So, like, it's a real big litmus test to tell, like, how old somebody is if they know who baby Jessica so was. So, is this in Alabama or Mississippi? It was somewhere in the South. Yeah. Is Alabama or Mississippi? It was a little girl fell in the well. And she was down. I don't know how long she was down there. It, it her was name like was Samara. 36 hours it or something. It was Samara. Okay, good. And, and then this videotape came out. <laughs> well, no, they went. Biggie's <laughs> like, you're getting the story all wrong. <laughs> Correct. Back to reality. They, um, they, like, dug down next to it and over. Yeah, and that's how they got somebody they got in. Her. They dropped stuff down like a bottle on a uh How old was she? She was like, you don't remember this at all. Year old, maybe. And that was the reason I say that's Ted Dice's birth to CNN. That was when your 24 hour news cycle had just recently started. And this was their first big story. And I think that's why it has become such a crystallized story over the years is it was the first big 24 seven covered it constantly. It was in Texas. No, no, no. She was born in Texas. Where did it happen at? This is ridiculous. It took 56 hours. For her to be rescued, she fell into an eight-inch wide. This is a pipe. Oh, okay. Um, well casing, 22 feet down. Um, let's see. Yeah, that happened in Midland, Texas. My God. How old is she? she was like one year old. One year old? One yeah. year, not years. Singular. One yeah. year old. 50 months, Chad. <sighs> Who's watching? You know... That was how we were watched as kids in those days. Just put them out in the yard. Don't worry about that open culvert pipe. She might fall well, down. Just be home before the uh, dust of dawn light comes on. Mm. Dude, you were watching in those days. Now, a little bit later in the 80s, I broke my right forearm because my mom and the other sisters were hanging out and one told the kids to play outside. In the middle of summer, it's hot. So uh, we ended up horsing around on the hood of the car, and I went to give my cousin uh, a clothesline. And when he went down, we both went down. I twisted, fell off the car. My right arm came out first. Whoop! Broke my forearm. I had a cast and went from my hand to my shoulder. I was in a sling for six weeks or eight weeks. And then I had from the elbow down. And that was because that is how parents watch your children in the 80s. And that's when it became Henry Rowan Gardner. <laughs> uh, all he wishes. Uh, have you seen that video of uh, where the dudes at the, I don't know if he's at a strip club, and the girl grabs him by the head with her feet and slams it into her butt and he breaks his arm? Mm-mm. That's what I thought about the whole time. If this was the Joe Rogan show, I'd be, what's the guy's name? It's like, Jamie, pull up the video. Yeah. Of the dude. I'll do that right now for you, but I can't do that. It, the the point that we brought up baby Jessica and everything for though is um, the submarine story. What the hell is this? I didn't I didn't catch window so, until y'all started texting about it today. Are you a little more aware of us than because you got all the memes. So do you know more? Well, inf- I know basically <clears throat> all I know is there was five people who paid two hundred fifty k a piece to go down there and see the remains of the Titanic. It's four men and a child. Uh, 
all well off. Obviously, all billionaires, I'd say. Hey, probably. Uh, but we're paying this type of price to go down 12, was it 12,000 feet below the sea? Yep. Uh, How much does it cost to fly uh, SpaceX into space? I don't know. It's not as much, right? That's what we're talking about. Is like, so, what's what's scarier, the deep ocean or the deep space? Deep ocean for sure. Deep ocean because, like you were saying, you know, a lot of space hasn't been explored and it hasn't. But we've since sent so many people to outer space that it's a doable thing. You can go like if an space. accident happens there, you're like, oh no. The first thing that happens here is you're like, yeah, these people they well, deserve them. So here's the big thing, though. Any sci-fi movie you've ever watched in your life has taught you this. If, if you ha- run into some aliens in space, you have a fighting chance, right? That's the worst that could happen. But if you're down here in the bottom of the depths of hell in the middle of the ocean, then you're dying. You know, There's no way you're winning that. They say no one can hear you scream in space. They ain't hearing you down there either. Like, well, you're talking about 6,000 feet below where the sun, like, even has never made it to. I believe. It's, it's impressive, isn't it? Well, it's the other thing, too... Is that I kept hearing submarine. It's not. It's, it's a pill. It, <laughs> that has to be brought up by another device. Yeah. And then uh, the other thing is whatever this is that they've sent people down on it before and it's worked out okay. It's not approved like by the government oh, or yeah. anything. It, it's, it's just its own little thing. And then uh, who sent – somebody sent something that looked like a game controller. And that's <laughs> that, that is. Now. I got that off of their website. That is, I believe that's accurate. Yeah, no, that wasn't a joke. It's literally like a, a PS2 controller. So do they have it in their ship, or does the people above them have it? I don't know. I don't know. Because I, the I one above that, is supposedly remote control. Well, I, I think that's what them. they're doing is it's the one above, because I saw something when I was at the gym today, and they were saying there's only like one button in that whole thing they can hit, and it's a distress beacon. Like, other than that, there's nothing they you know, can do. You know what their last call was, right, that they heard the last noise? Oh. It was like... Alexa, play air control. Air supply. Here's air control. That sounds fine. You ruined that. I'm sorry. You ruined that joke. I'm sorry. You said, Alexa, play air supply. Uh, uh, Alexa, shut up. I said air control. <laughs> Is that a song? No. Was that a hit song and I wasn't aware of no. it? No. Okay. I just ruined it all. Now, su- now we're on air. It was supposed to be air supply. Uh, That's okay. That was great. Do you like air supply? Yes. I mean, after that, I ruined it, yes. Not the real, but like the band. I thought it was a chick at first. Do they sing uh, I'm All Out of Love? Is that them? I don't know, but those people are. Alexa, play Air Supply. Let's see what the first song is. Here's some music by Air Supply on Amazon Music. It's called Help Me, I'm Stuck at the Titanic. I don't know about this. Ground control the no. major. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Alexa, stop. All right, enough about air supply. Uh, the question is, is this going to become the new baby Jessica story, which you don't even remember. But, I mean, to be fair, uh, we were like six years old. At the time. I can guarantee you Netflix will have a three-part documentary on this in six years when they don't <laughs> find him because they did it on MH370. There are people whose only job is to research and try to dig dive this yeah. stuff. So now that this has happened, independent people will be diving and trying to find this for the next 10 years, Will years. Will they be saved? No. You know what will come out next? No, exactly. Exactly. They were actually going down what, to the Titanic. Well, no, no, they're not going to be okay. saved. What we're going to find out later is they were actually going down to the Titanic because they were super rich. And they were trying to get the heart of the ocean. No. That they diamond. Gonna, <laughs> they were going to stick their money in there like the heart of gold and come back for it at a later date because the world's getting ready to collapse. Oh, that's what they were doing. This so is they've the actually, they're place. still alive. They disappeared. 
It's like the show Lost. They're on their own little island somewhere living nice. Now, I'd watch that show. Not quite as crazy as that uh, conspiracy, but <laughs> uh, I have heard maybe they are dead or maybe they are not dead and they're actually on an island somewhere. They sent this thing down to pretend like they're dead. And they're just, they never well, even went. That might be a great way to fake your but death. But they never even went. They're yeah. on an island somewhere. No one's ever going to find your body. If, so. if it's a remote controlled mini sub, it's not controlled by you. It's going to go down regardless if you're in there or not. Yep. So Bolted in there. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, who's to say they're not already in the witness protection program somewhere or on a Caribbean island or out in the South Pacific? Oh, witness protection. I like that. That's a good angle right there. Yeah. Yeah. Anything is possible. I will say this. You texted earlier about like the bit abyss and a couple other movies. I really am afraid of the deep ocean for that reason. Meg. That. The Meg. Meg. The Meg There's so much coming out of this summer. I'm going to watch it. Yes. Like, it how do you know that the Meg yes. isn't yeah. real or something similar yeah, I don't to know. it? It's the only part of the ocean we've discovered is a glass Like, we've been outer space so much. We know there's aliens. Some live among us. Some look weird. You can't tell me there isn't a, a That's what's spot in the, ocean. in the ocean that just opens the gates of hell and there's nothing we know about any of it i mean you've seen some of them damn deep sea creatures they do look alien mm-hmm. yeah and like think about how they survive down there like the stuff in the the deep water like all the pressure and everything it's ridiculous like, like it, it's just stuff of nightmares yeah like if you saw like one of them um like angler fish like wash up on the shore, you'd have a heart attack. I think well, if you told someone they were going to hell and here's here's your options with the fire and a brimstone or go down to the Mariana Trench, I think they're going to be like, just give me the hell and fire and brimstone. Mm. I mean, if you want to put it in perspective, where do you want to spend eternity? The other thing, dark for sure. Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, that's a good, that's comparable. You have so many storms, right? Hurricanes. Nowadays, we still lose fishing boats at sea. How many ships have we lost? 1,400s, 1,500s. Like, the sea is owned by souls in different parts. <laughs> that, that is, is a burial ground. Like, would you go tromping over a graveyard? No. I just... Ooh, how many yeah, how yeah. many souls are in the sea? Yeah. That being said, as a kid, though, did you not think the Bermuda Triangle was going to be a bigger deal? Yeah, that, that, that quicksand. quicksand. Yep, yeah. there you go. <laughs> what the hell was that about? How it's are like, we gaslit this? It's we literally that. thought we was going to be like struggle, like uh, probably an annually thing, like was between it, right? Sand and Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Like, was it just uh, cartoons we watched? Probably. I mean, I'm Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, yeah. He, he got stuck in some quicksand. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So you had to bring along your lasso. Yep. <laughs> it's a whip. <laughs> Wonder Woman's got the lasso. No, his looks lasso ish to me. <laughs> <laughs> You get older and you realize the Bermuda Triangle is just a weird area for weather, and that's why things go missing. Yeah, you get bringing us back there. All right, so we we do need to talk about sports, right? That's what this show is supposed to be about. So let's just start with uh, the Ernie plans. Johnson. You're fired, brother. The plans this weekend. You're going to Mile High. What's the furthest west you've ever been before? Chicago. So this is a new new trek for you. Correct. So excited? I am. It's a weekend trip and. I booked it before I realized the Braves were playing in Cincinnati. Uh, I probably would have went to that whole series. Um, but it's fine. They're going to take care of business. We'll talk about that later. Um, and I'm going to watch from afar and see the unicorn himself for the first time live. Okay, I'm going to send you a song on your phone. You can listen to it on airplane mode as you're going over Illinois and Iowa and South Dakota, Nebraska. Is it Jason Aldean? Them flyover states. <laughs> 
the Midwest. Dude, we got in a country mood last week, we didn't did. we? You and me, we, we were dangerous. We got we got into our feels a little bit with music. But it came down and kicked us in the nuts. So, the can of blues. My question is, yeah. and we've already talked about <laughs> it, but just share for people listening here. So, you've been to quite a bit of stadiums. Where do you think, Coors, your impression, what do you think it'll be as far as your ranking? Have you looked at it ahead of time and seen any one part of it that you're going to make sure you get to check out? No, I've just checked out the, the pictures, the uh, sunset pictures, just the stuff around. And I've asked in the group recommendations on things. Where I didn't are you guys hit. sitting? Uh, we're actually sitting in left field, which sucked, but I already had the tickets. Gotcha. Because isn't there like a certain spot if you sit? Is you it sit on the first baseline, you can see the sunset on the Rocky yeah. Mountains. Wow. Well, I'm sure you can walk over yeah. the concourse. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll, we'll try we'll to do that, picture. clearly. Uh, but, yeah. I'm excited. I think it'll fall. This will be my 10th stadium. Um, still hoping to get to Washington and Baltimore would be half dozen, but or a dozen. But I'm going to say four or five. So, fair enough to say the expectations is top five. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's I so, think it's a contender for top ten overall. Yeah. So, I, I'm with you. With that. I don't think it's going to touch Wrigley, Fenway, Truist, or PNC. And then Comerica right now is five for me. So it had to be. It'd be tough to beat Detroit. I'm not gonna lie. Now Detroit had a nice stadium. They did, and this is coming off the heels of our well, trip to Cleveland, and it sucked. Yeah, yeah. You went and sang, you know, Sweet Caroline, Fenway years ago. Fenway isn't your top five, or did I miss? No, you no, no. He no. Fenway up. I'm saying it's not gonna touch those four. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Because Fenway and Wrigley is clearly one and two, and then. You could argue PNC and Truist for me. It, it, would, it would have to. Right now, personal favorite. Yeah. It would have to far exceed expectations. And I think no matter what, you're going to have Truist up there. I think it belongs, but the fact it's your team and you've been so many times. It's and like, I know it's like home. Yeah, that, that's, that's hard to dethrone something like that. Well, it's more than just the park there. It's the whole experience. All right, so you're taking the uh, the, the youngest boy to, oldest, uh, oldest to the natty? Boy. Oh, it's the oldest? Mm-hmm. It's Isaac. I thought it was Lucas. So, before okay. you get rolling, have you been to the Hall of Fame yet? I have not. You've got to go. It's only like 10 bucks a person. Mm. Okay. Well, I got we got tickets out in the right field, so we're sitting kind of like we were that first night at the Braves game. I yeah. got an aisle seat. I'm, I'm happy. Uh, but parking <laughs> set up in the East Garage. I don't know where that is, but it says it's on Pete Rose Way. Going to drive up early. Game's at 4 it's on Saturday. The, if you're looking at the stadium, the football stadium's to the right. It's the furthest garage to the left of the stadium. So five ten minute walk and you're at the stadium. No, you're literally under the stadium. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, fifteen bucks. We've got a parking spot there. So games at four. Figure if we leave about ten, we'll get up there one, two. We've got some time to go through the Reds Hall of Fame and check the game out. Yeah, I mean it should be nice. It'll be a nice little trip up and back for the day. You got the Braves in first place. The Reds are super hot. It's great American ballpark. I've been there before. It's been a long time, but it's a nice park. Pretty nice trip. So I'm just telling you, in regards to the Reds Hall of Fame, of the 10 stadiums, this is the best I've seen um, as far as recognizing the history perspective. It's cheap to get in. It is different. It's three stories, and then the bottom drops you off. You get the elevator, and it brings you down to the gift shop. Don't rush through it. The gift, I mean, the the Hall of Fame is amazing. So So much history there. I don't know if there's another stadium that has anything quite like that. No, they don't. That's what I'm saying. It's tops. It is a unique experience. It's tops for that perspective. It adds adds to the experience if you get to do it. Because, I mean, they got got a lot of Reds memorabilia, but it's also anything significant that might have happened in Cincinnati. Like there's some Hank Aaron memorabilia there. There's some A stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. Um, I, you know, I, I love it. And then... 
they do a good job with the statues and stuff out in the um, yeah. In the, the Pete Rose statue is amazing because he's actually he's doing the belly flops. Oh, yeah, Charlie awesome. Yeah, that's his statue. He's yeah. he's you know. Yeah, we'll have to go get some pictures. It'll be fun. I'll be wearing my Mariner shirt. Right, if you if you get bored at all during the game, if you haven't done this, go up to the upper deck and go all the way to the right field. And there's these swings that hang off the edge of the stadium that overlook the river. Scoreboards to your right, ball fields to the left. It's hard to get a seat up there, you yeah, because people wander over there. But it's uh, probably the best view in the ballpark. Yeah, I've never done that either. Yeah, yeah, we're sitting in right field, so that wouldn't be too far. When I was looking at seats. Uh, I wanted to go outfield, and I was looking to go a little closer for that. They had two seats, back row, aisle seat. There's not a seat in front of me. I'm going to love where we're sitting. Acuna's in right. We'll see. Uh, and then that'll be close. Uh, my question for you guys is you've been up there. It's been a lot of years since I was up there, and I had Skyline Chili, which I'm not. <laughs> you, it's it's catching it's, it's overrated, but it's its own catch. What ballpark food there, if you're going, you're like, oh, I got to get one of these. They don't really have They don't have it. Nothing. I mean, Mon- the Montgomery Inn ribs. Like, if you go over there and get that, that's probably the best thing. Play in the stadium. Mm-hmm. They got there's a. As soon as you, I can't remember the gate, but the main gate everybody comes in because it's where the Hall of Fame and everything's at. If you go toward right field, there's a little section. It's got a couple places there, and they got the Montgomery uh, uh, Inn ribs, and then uh, try Taft Brewery. Just it's, I don't know if he would. That's not up his alley. But it's it's. Uh, if they have one so decent price beer, I mean, I'll give it a try. There ain't no such thing as decent price beer at the ballpark. No, it's like fourteen dollars a piece. Oh, I was hoping for eleven. Yeah. Um, they do have uh, margaritas going though. You can find the. Hey, uh, I'm not driving. The frozen margaritas. That's taking uh, the boys' car. Got new tires on it. There you go. Up. The they have the frozen uh, liquor slushies. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. They don't like go in the Seven Eleven machines. Yes, that was one of the things I liked when I went to Great American in the early two thousands. I remember going and they had the shot cart. Yes, <laughs> I haven't oh. seen that since that day. It's also the only place I've ever sat behind home plate. I went up there once. Michael Fisher got a hold of me. His uncle was like a sales rep or something up there. Herman Junkin. Yeah, and he would get tickets from time to time. And I was supposed to work at the dog track security guard that day and he's like tickets behind home plate okay it was like a one o'clock start so called off work we drove up <laughs> there we sat like five rows behind home plate i still had hair at the time so i didn't wear a hat my forehead was so burnt i couldn't go to work the next day and hide the fact i've been out in the sun all day but it was worth it did they who was the game i can't remember who can't they played, played. Well, i want to say it was the astros <clears throat> or uh yeah. So either way, man, I think Atlanta and Cincinnati might be the two oddest teams in baseball right now. It just happens to be they're lining up this weekend. Well, that's, that's, awesome. that's what was weird uh, yesterday is that we went into Philly. Both teams were on a six-game win streak. Um, the Braves won in Philly, so the Braves extended to seven. Philly broke their streak. The three best records in the month of June are the Braves, Phillies, and Marlins in that order in all of baseball. In all of baseball? Correct. Wow. Marlins are 13-4. and four. Wow. So, Cincinnati's got to be next. They got to be right there. But yeah. look it up. Hmm. They, uh, I mean, I apparently he lost three or four before this. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> you have your ups and downs. All right. So, um, trying to think of anything else baseball. Re- oh, the Father's Day fiasco in Atlanta. So, what the hell was that about? They had somebody assigned to throw out the first pitch. Uh, Charlie Culbertson was going to throw it out to his dad. He's going, okay. 
Like, so, for those of you that don't know the whole situation with Atlanta and their please. shortstops, the ladies love Atlanta shortstops. They lost their minds when the Braves traded Dansby. Or not traded. He signed with the Cubs because they didn't want to pay him. So, we bring on his uh, twin uh, stunt double, Charlie C., who can play anywhere on the diamond. He's even their emergency backup catcher. Okay. So... Both of our daughters got our, got their photo with him while we were in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He was in Atlanta for three weeks. Great team player. Taking photos with everybody. Never got in a game, right? Well, then Sean Murphy, he has a hamstring pull. And they're like, we're going to play Travis Darno every day. But then they're like, no, we don't want him as an emergency catcher. we got to bring up a catcher. We're going to release you on Father's Day, the day you're supposed to throw out the pitch to your dad. Even though you've been taking pictures with the fans every day before the game, and called Chadwick Trump, who hasn't even played one inning yet, because they they uh, whatever they no oh, they sent him the AAA right. They no, they designated him for assignment. Well, DFA'd him because he's not he's out of options. Okay, so now he has to clear waivers, and he may or may not so be the back in the minor league. Called up, played that day, right? That's why they needed. He has not up. played since, so they could have waited that game, let him throw the pitch to his dad. That's just a bad look. But yeah. I get it. Like no, manager, it's a business. I get it. But like my point is, is you know you're starting Travis D. Sean Murphy's day to day, and if, if you're already winning, and you got to throw Charlie C. out there for two innings of catcher, then yeah. let him do it. He's That's what he's there for. It's not like he was your. Uh, a bullpen pitcher or your backup. That's right what he fielder. was there for. Yeah. I mean, to me, if I'm the Braves with that PR, you wing it and let's hope for the best. Mm. Teams in their PR lately not doing well. <laughs> like, what are they? That's your one job. Yeah. And you just completely screwed it up. It's like, are you the guy that put us in that best Western in Milwaukee? Did you, you guys see what the. Uh, oh, like a Stanza reference. Yeah. Milwaukee. Milwaukee? Yeah, the Atlanta. Easy, yeah. Alice Cooper. Yeah. Algonquin Indians. That is a great scene. Yes. And uh, I wish I could say it as eloquently as Mr. <laughs> Cooper put it. Yeah. Swing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you guys didn't hear about the Pirates uh, story with the bus driver? No. Well, you said Pirates driver. I thought it was the guy that was supposed to be driving Bob Huggins. It ditched on him. So it might have been because he got a DUI. He got pulled over. What do you uh, mean by Pirates driver? He's the, the driver for the team bus. For the Pirates. Yeah. On an away game. Yeah. To take him to the hotel? Yeah, I don't know where they're Waiting going. to take him there? But he got, he, he shouldn't have been driving. Was he joy riding during the game? Uh, I think he was uh, partying before the game. And then I uh, thought he'd be okay. And he cleared, he got pulled over because he was driving recklessly. And, uh, like, what are you doing that? Do you, do you have a backup driver? Does the, do they call the bullpen for the well, But was he recycling cans? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. See, this is a good segue to Bob Huggins, isn't it? It But before we get to that, can you imagine being a major league team in that? Like, that guy's fired for sure. Yeah. He never got a job again. But but he got Uber. How long do you have to wait on somebody else to show up and drive the bus? Cannot one of your players with a driver's license drive? Like a manager. You you a a real manager? If Jim Lee were there, he'd have fired up a long dart and took over at the wheel. He probably would have, or he'd make sure, like, the third base coach has got his damn CDL. Somebody would have hooked up this bus driver. (laughs) They'd have been like, listen, we know you've had a rough fucking day, and, uh, you know, we got you, brother. He's just excited the Pirates are winning this year. You know, so I'm serious. Like, they probably was like, you know, we'll hook you up. You know, it's family here. All I can say is it's a good thing they were driving, not flying. (laughs) So, you know, usually 
West Virginia stuff's just kind of important to us, but old Bobby Huggins back in the news again. And, you know, it feels like just the other day we were talking about his situation and saying Catholic fags uh, on the Cincinnati yeah. radio station. Which, I am I said it then and I'll say it again. I, I was surprised. I feel like there was a 50-50 chance he kept his job for that circumstance. Right. Like, I didn't want him fired for that. No, but, I mean, you could see if they did. But I wouldn't have been surprised. Right. And and so he survived that. And, he, and I listened to this uh, interview with Ren Baker, the athletic director, talking about how he'd been meeting with all the groups that he was supposed to, and he was going to those consultations. So he was meeting all his requirements from that infraction, which it nearly cost him his job. Like, he lost his lifetime uh, contract over that, right? He did, and it essentially became a one-year contract where after this season they didn't owe him any money if they fired him, that is. So he got fired. He said he resigned, but it was well, pretty he much was, he was given thirty minutes to decide whether he wanted to resign or have it go out as being fired, and he chose resigning. So what did he do? Why did he get in trouble? Beverages and driving. <laughs> I don't. Here's where he's got a history of that too. Ah, uh, two thousand four, right? Two thousand three, Cincinnati. My my thing is this: if you were out and you're having beverages, and you know Bob Huggins, and he's had a couple. You get him in a cab, you get him a car, you get him a driver. You don't let your friend go drive. It starts there. Or maybe he played it off well, and then he got in a vehicle and had some more. All I know is that. It makes you wonder if it was not an inside job to get him out of there. Because it's from Pittsburgh. You know what came to mind to me? Bill Stewart. He went to Pittsburgh to try and get dirt on him. I know, but like, how do you, like, if you're Bob Huggins and you have this entourage, you would think. That they're going to direct you after what he already said on the radio show exactly. to make sure that we got to get through with this class like, we got like, coming. We're, we're still got a cloud around this, you know. Let's keep right. it clean. But you don't well, think the there's thing, people there? Yeah, you, surely Bob Huggins just can't just drive around Pittsburgh in a free for all with beer cans in his floorboard and just be like, "I'm Bob Huggins," you know, I, "I'm the coach of the Mountaineers," yeah, recklessly. Yeah, it's Pittsburgh. We don't care. And, and two, the other thing, he is. The, I was just want to say he is the type of guy. I think. Like you just look at Bob Huggins. If he was three sheets of the wind, do you think you'd be able to tell that well? I think he's so good at hiding it that he could blend in. There, you know, there's a big thing about whether or not he's got a drinking problem. And do you remember me? Did you ever listen? Maybe I told you. The Jim Rome interview he did with him. He kept asking him, like, what his drink was. And he just kept saying Mountain Dew. Like, it bothered him that he was asking him that. Yeah. But, you know, he's got the, the story of the like DUI. The DUI, then remember when he was a coach for WVU, he was out in Vegas and he fell through a hotel table, like a glass table. Do you remember that? And he hurt his hip. Um, it, you know, it kind of follows him a little bit. I think he might have a drinking problem. I don't know. Like, I look at it like how many different times in our own lives, and we're almost 30 years younger than him, have we had something similar? Dumb, not saying necessarily drink and driving. Where no one ever found out. So you're you're a perfect person. You don't have. An I issue. don't know what you're insinuating, and quite honest, I don't like it. <laughs> Feel disrespected. You know uh. he's in Pittsburgh with a shredded tire <laughs> in a university vehicle. A university vehicle requires a driver. So why didn't he have a driver? The whole thing is he just was driving the pirates. <laughs> it's just dumb. And you know what? It's sad. He gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, which was long overdue. Right. He's got this great class coming in. You've seen a ton of stories coming out. Like you saw Jordan McCabe, who transferred out of the program. He's going to be a graduate, assist, graduate yeah. assistant. But Huggins took care of his mother, got her there, got her uh, treatment, ran to the best situation. 
And you have all these players come out that will say the same thing. And as good of a person it is, you have that one little thing you just can't quite keep control of, and it's your downfall. Uh, and I get it. I, I really do. Can, um, cans in the floorboard? He well, likes no, to recycle. He Facebook. likes to recycle. His daughter went to Facebook or Instagram, yeah. put a whole long thing out. But she actually took a picture of the bag that was in his car, and it's pop cans and beer cans. So here's the thing, though. But the way... So I, I have in our studio right here a photo of me with Huggins. You do. Uh, we got a picture together a few years back. I got his autograph in the gold jacket. Oh, was he drunk? Not at the time. Not yet. That I could tell. Mm. But my exactly. point is, I made a few posts about this. The first one was uh, basically stating that I didn't think he was going to make it past this. Uh, these This well, upcoming season. Yeah. I mean, he was going to make it after the DUI. Now, whether or not we know the, the facts behind the issue, whatever, on paper, I thought Huggins is gone, mm-hmm. right? Out. Well, then, you know, I posted, you know, after they made it official that, you know, I hate it because, uh, you know, I hate that it ended this way. And they're like, make up your mind, Sybil. I'm, a, I'm allowed to be realistic and think he's gone, but I didn't want it to go out this way. Right. And that's where we're at. Because every Mountaineer fan is not... I mean, it is what it is. You understand it. But it's I'll unfortunate. Any, nobody wanted to see it in this way. No, it's like bad. Everybody though. had the same thought after what happened on the radio show. He's got a great class coming in. They redid his contract. Basically, one-year deal. He goes out with this loaded roster. Hopefully, we have a great season. Make at least eight, and then elite eight retires. or something. Yep. He Did you hear about Missoula and Gansey? Dude, they were FaceTiming the You didn't hear about players. that? Oh, so... They, which is, I, I give this, I don't know if it was them on their own or WVU, but Gansey and Missoula got on them with FaceTime with the current players and was like, listen, we're going to stabilize this. Don't leave. Let's figure it out. So the GM for the Cavaliers and the head coach of the Boston Celtics Correct. are trying to keep the recruits in Correct. WVU. Yeah, Holy they have, shit. You didn't see that? Ah, flex that cloud. No, it's That's amazing. Like, That's, those, how many other teams can do that? Yeah. So I feel <laughs> good about that. So here's the thing. I know you got something you want to say. No, I was just going to say they have 30 days to decide to transfer. So what Greg was saying, I love that. So are you trying to hire for now or are you trying to hire for the future? Because now things are so weird with the transfer. I'm going to answer your question with a question. We all thought that when they promoted Demar Johnson last year. He's not even in the running, though. And I haven't heard his name. I've heard Andy Kennedy. Who would be a Huggins favorite? He would love it if it ended up being Andy Kinney. I've heard uh, Maisie down at that FAU that just went to the final. I've heard four. Darius Nichols. Yep. Yep. And I've heard Jay Wright, which is a long That's shot. Bullshit. There is no way. He's no, not I, I returning agree. to coaching. No chance. So I agree. That's what you got. That's I, what you I agree. If that happens, Ren Baker gets a raise. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Because no matter who he hires, it's a downgrade. At a, right. at, in a way, though, Ren Baker has to kind of be like, you know what? Whew. I already know I'm going to can Neil Brown, but I can't because of the money. Bob Huggins was the most powerful person, not only in the university, in the entire state. Now this is my university. I decide where it goes. I'm telling you, I think that if uh, Gansey and uh, Missoula say something again or drive that point home, I think we get a big hire here. Yeah. I like it. The other thing, too, Jerry West got involved because he runs the uh, NIL. Of course. Yep. I, they're doing what they can with the NIL. They yeah. actually have. You, you don't think so? Look at that damn thing of uh, the basketball team coming in. Yep. Yeah. They had a vague report dealing with that right there, the NIL, and was talking about Jerry West, just how he was the one that started, runs it. Uh, 
And it didn't say yes or no, but it said at 85 years old would be willing to spend more time around the university's basketball mm-hmm. team this season to help hold the program together. You're, so for whatever it's worth, but I mean, he's freaking logo. Do you remember his uh, son when he played at WVU? Yep. Was it Jared? Yep. Do you know who he's married to? I do not. Female golfer Michelle Wee. Oh, wow. You didn't know that? Damn, he married up. He did. And he's like, uh, he's got a front office job with the Lakers last time I checked. Okay. So he's doing, or maybe it's the Warriors. Could be. I don't know. He's got, his daddy's got connections with both. So I don't know. I feel like what uh, is you or Greg were just saying about Gansey and Missoula. Like for me, this university that doesn't have the title or all that sort of stuff, we've got some guys who've graduated, really done stuff with themselves and been we loyal. Have. We have. Um, I think Nichols would be a good coach. Also, is he st- is he at Richmond? He's at uh, Nichols, Nichols State. State of yeah. Darius Nichols yes. in Nichols yep. State. That's a lifetime job. You can't leave that. Uh, we can use the Jerry I, West conversation to bridge the NBA because I, I feel like we're just going down that WV rabbit hole right now. I just have one last question before we cross right. over, and it's bringing you to the NBA. All these delusional people, I they were saying Jay Wright and Joe Mazzulla. I said, you're you're on crack. Get out of here. <laughs> There's no way. Like, you never for a second thought, oh, Joe Mazzulla's going to no, leave the Okay, thank no. you. you. Let's be you, realistic you don't, here. You don't go from the NBA back to college. So Nobody does. Speaking of the NBA. Except for Rick Pitino. Well, Rick Pitino will go wherever they'll take him. He was coaching in freaking Greece a couple of years ago. <laughs> no lies told. Um, hey, we could probably get him. So, man, <laughs> easy now. In, no, two, he in just, four years, he's got to do something at St. John's Sorry, St. John's. All right. Uh, so we talked about NBA there, making the bridge. couple big things. Um, Draymond Green is a free agent. Unrestricted free agent, twenty-seven and a half million dollar player option. He opted out of it. He can still sign with the Warriors. Why would you opt out of that? I think that the only reason you opt out of it is because you already want to play for a different team. Because the Warriors aren't going to give you anything that's bigger than that. Maybe they give you a longer term deal for more money with less years. Twenty-seven million for uh, Draymond. Draymond's buying into himself, and he's an effing moron. So well, I and think I'm gonna be Big, done with that. To Biggie's point, though, he probably is done. He because he he fucked up well, their whole year. He did, and then like it started in that in training camp when yep. he hit Jordan Poole in the mouth. They were just never the same. Ain't nobody that. gonna pay for that. No, I Even, mean uh, Braun or Buddy Buddy, and they became business partners like during last his, basketball. Because his season. agent is uh, Rich Paul. Yep. Is he still with Adele? Oh, hmm. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, after he opted out a couple she days later, right? I saw like a deal? picture of uh, him and LeBron okay. were spotted together. So my guess is maybe <laughs> he just really wants to play with the Lakers and LeBron, and he'll take a lesser contract to go and win a title. Him, Chris Paul. Million. Chris Paul's done, too. What, what is this? Is this the Lakers with uh, freaking Carl Malone Carl and Gary Malone. Payton? Yeah, Gary Payton. Is yeah. that what this is? Yeah. Stop. Stop it. We've not learned anything from our past mistakes. So imagine I hope that team. happens. You got D'Angelo Russell. Please let that happen. Selectively sucks. But you got Chris Paul, who's like 39. LeBron will be 39. AD might as well be 39. Like, this team's just brittle. You're going to lose Austin Reeves. He's dating Tay-Tay. He's going somewhere else for the money. Yeah, uh, but he's only doing that so long. We know this. Yeah, but that's why you capitalize now. <laughs> she literally, by dating him, just gave him a max contract. Yes. She's like the new Kardashian. She gave him that max contract. <laughs> she can. I want to say it again. 
Tay Tay. Yes, I'm not even. Okay. A t- I hate Taylor Swift, but the fact that she's with this dude after he had a run in L.A. with the Lakers on a playoff run, dude, he's maxing out now. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Tay Tay. It's been real. <laughs> oh, you know what she just did to us in Pittsburgh? Her attendance for her recent concert yeah. did our attendance. For we the were a part of the biggest event ever at Heinz Field, and then Tay Tay came in. It's already broken. She took it. She from did. Us. We were at set. We were just. We were like right at seventy two thousand. She was right at seventy three. She had like a thousand more people, but she owns a new record, and she can fill the field. That's not fair. I'm sorry. No, I don't like her at all. <laughs> yeah, she gets standing room. Count the players for um, us. She rich, so she don't care what you think. <laughs> no, that's nonsense. Oh, we had that for us. She had to go and take it away. All right. What about Bradley Bills going to? Um, they have no depth. It's just and another point guard. The Phoenix Suns. They, who needs a point guard in today's NBA? No, I mean, you're right. Durant's not going to stay healthy. Uh, Aiton's been in and out in his young career. Uh, I think the Suns, uh, it, it, in a video game world, if they all stayed healthy, yeah, you're probably a one through CC in the West. They ain't staying healthy in if, video games. If, if they kept everybody. Yeah, see, my problem, what you just said, regular season, I could see him excelling. And being even the one seed. But if you log your guys that heavy during the season, Durant's like 35 now. Now, Bill and Booker are studs. Aiton is younger. But you have no depth. That's what hurt them last year with Denver. They had their top-tier guys and nothing else. Here's the thing, though. With Bill and Booker, you don't have to, like, rely on KD. Like, he can – that's, that's a lot on their own. He can literally, like, uh, load manage indirectly I, and be question. fine. I question really, how, yeah. how good is Bill? Is Bill really, really good, or is he just a guy that's like Grant Hill? Good numbers on the I think he's Jerry a 20 Snack to house. 25 point per, per game yeah. player if he has the, the chances. Yeah, he's a good player. I think right. that. I mean, I don't know. That's all I'm asking. I think he's 20 to 25. Because they've been so irrelevant in D.C. Couldn't tell you anything Put this about way, him. he's not a max player. He's not a Jason Tatum. But he is uh He's like a tier below. Yep. Okay. So I'm saying it's a good it's a good move. If they get any depth there, I love what they have, but they have no depth, mm. and that's what hurt them last year. Mm. All right, last team. Oh, oh good. One yeah. other thing on that. <laughs> who has info on who? Because you traded Chris Paul, who you were gonna cut anyway. They didn't trade him. They cut him. No, they traded him to this to what? the Wizards with a bunch of second round picks, and that's how it. they got Bill. No, they were going to. What? They didn't. Did you by trading that? Chris no. Paul? Chris Paul got a ten million dollar uh, guaranteed increase on his salary. Now Washington will buy him out, and then he'll go wherever he wants to. But just so that's how they got Bill as part of a Paul trade. Now they he's sent a Paul free agent and a again. bunch of second rounds, no first round pick, and a guy they were going to release. That's how they got Bill. That was the other big story. Is how, how did they get that trade? I was going to say that that's that's. That's garbage. Oh, here's the other thing. The washed point guard trifecta. Clippers, Rockets, Wizards. You know where I'm going with this? Say it again. Clippers, Rockets, Wizards. They all three played for that washed point guards. I don't know. Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Now Chris Paul. Okay. Where's he taking us? No, there's another one. I'm just trying to... Gilbert Arenas. What's happening right now? 
Okay, we can move on. <laughs> what was the punchline? What's happening? Well, no, it was like the the, the Wash point guard trifecta is complete because they all end up in Washington. Oh. They go from the Clippers. Can you count go to Chris the Paul there? Yes, he'll get bought out. But uh, I'm saying, if he never, that's like, that's like Carmelo with the Hawks. What? Yeah, Did exactly. That happen? Exactly. Did he play a game for them? He had a jersey. They sold jerseys. It counts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait a good remembering that little nugget. Mm-mm. All right, John Moran got 25 games. I thought it was light for as heavy as the NBA seems to want to be. Like they waited to release it, right? Like they didn't want to, they knew it was going to be. Stage the final. They thought it was going to be such big news. Wait till the finals is over. Did I just spit on you? Uh, no, you spit in my general direction, but did not land on me. I felt like I spit just now. Could be worse. Could be like we're in Cleveland, and then he, my son thinks I spit, and he got shit on by a bird. <laughs> Could be worse. I forgot they did that. <laughs> he, was, he was just hanging out right over top yeah. of him. I was like, for a, such a small bird, that's a big pile of shit on your neck. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pigeon. Yeah, he took it like a champ, though, and I was like... Wipe it off for him. I was like, waiter, you don't want to take this to the kitchen. We're not letting this ruin you. It's got bird shit on it. (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't know this, but you know how bird shit can be black and white? You know what the white part is? What? It's bird shit. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. The whole thing's bird shit. Oh. Just in case you didn't know that. That's what we think of John Moran in 25 games. Exactly. How did we get here? I think it's kind of a joke. (laughs) To me, I thought it should have been half a season. I thought, was was gonna, I thought it was going to be 50. The way Adam they were Silver, and to Mr. Brown's point of him being the worst commissioner in the league and the little body lives inside of him, every interview he did <laughs> leading up to it, he was talking about how he lied to us the first time and we found out more Evans. And then you come out and he'll be back like in January. He's he'll still make the all-star team. He's such a bad commissioner. He probably should have faked his death on this fake submarine. You think he should have been underwater? Yes. Hmm. He's probably got enough money. He needs to go. Everyone would applaud. What would you have uh, done with Ja? I think 50 games. 50. I'd have done. Yeah. It would have been at least half the year, I say 50. That you make it such a big impact. It impacts him so much financially, and it hurts his franchise so much. But by the time he comes back, it's after the trade deadline. What do the rest of the I don't, I don't think do? it was worth a full season. I don't. No, not really. Because there's been no freaking accountability from the commissioner's office or any kind of holding anybody accountable for their actions. You can't just go full season now. Because you're say. a puppet. I think they've given the players so much power that's why you Look, didn't get more I, than that's like, why 20, 50, 25 is as much 50 as would have been very stiff. He ain't going full season. No. It ain't like a, like A-Rod gets suspended all season. Everybody's like, cool. <laughs> like, this ain't going to happen in the NBA. This is a player-ran league. Yep. Hey, I didn't take notes on this, but I didn't want to ask, what's up with the Zion story? He was banging an ex-porn star. While he had another girl pregnant. Right. And now, what I don't get, because I saw like the, uh, it was on social media where she's saying, at Pelicans, you better trade him. I'm going to release all these videos. Is she trying to help him? Are they working together to get him out of New Orleans? She's working with, she's a former stripper. She's working with a stripper. She's a former porn star. Working with her strippers in Houston to get them back together with Harden and him. Could you imagine the universe that, would implode? That's what that's about. That can't happen. Yeah, so she's trying to lobby to get Zion to Houston with Jay Harden. It'd be a fat athletic convention there. That'd be yeah. amazing. 
The Athletic had a story that you better start serving chicken wings like the Magic City. Magic City does in Houston if you don't already. If you don't know, now you know. All right, good. (laughs) The Pelicans offered Zion to the Hornets for the number two or three pick, whatever they have. And the Hornets turned it down and said, if we're going to make a deal, we want Brandon Ingram. <laughs> they don't even want Zion for the number three pick. I mean, at this point, you oh, know, wow. look, I, I don't wish misery on anybody. We need beverages, don't we? Mm-hmm. I ain't wishing bad on anybody. But, man, I said Zion was going to be a bust. You and liked R.J. Barrett. I did. He's and, still and, trash. And Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a role player at best. Uh, but He's the least trashy. But he's been a better pro than Zion. Uh, I think so. Like, he at least plays. He's played more at least. How many, has Zion even played 82 games? Probably not. He I was drafted he in 2019. 50. They already gave him this extension. I don't know. Tall or short? Tall. I think that uh, that's what makes NBA draft picks so hard when they're at such a young age. When they come from a year in the NBA or a year from high school or straight from high school is you could look at Jar Zion and be like, physically, this dude is a monster. I love oh, him. Man amongst boys. Well, you don't know what's going to happen eight months after he's been a millionaire for a while. He's already bought three cars and a new house and uh, retired his parents. You. I got all these different people out there throwing stuff at you and you're like, damn, yeah, I'd like to go over a little of this and a little of that. And all of a sudden you're not focused on the NBA anymore. That's why a guy's like, Say Kobe Bryant, who lived in the gym, would be in there at 2 in the morning, didn't go out to the clubs when they were in Miami. Those type of players end up being legendary because they have the talent and the work ethic. We can talk shit all day long, and we're not talking shit, but my point is we like to have a good time here on our podcast. Could you imagine if we all were millionaires, where we would end up? We don't know where we'd be certain nights. Well, we would have have this podcast. (laughs) You see my point, though? Like. At that certain point, like if, if all bets are off and like we might just fly our freaking helicopter down to Miami tonight. Go to South Beach. That's what I'm saying. Like imagine having that perspective in life. Let's be honest. None of us are rich. None of us could re- retire tomorrow. None of us know where this night will end. That, that is true. That's true. Night is young. And that's my point. Add a little money in there, it's over. Ooh, easy now. They don't call it Cross Vegas around here for nothing. <laughs> Oh shit! Um, I don't have much else. I, I was I was going to ask. I'm dying to ask in a sports podcast why you decided in our shared notes to put the Ted offensive. Well, I threw it out there. I was watching some History Channel no stuff. More. You know, it actually had a three phases to it. One of the phases was going on right now, and it was a, we're in phase a two in the in the late <laughs> '60s because he had so many people in the United States that. We're being fed this, uh, we're winning the war in Vietnam. All of a sudden, the Tet Offensive North Vietnam moves in, which actually ended up you know, moving towards the end of it years later. But all of a sudden, the United States says, we need 200,000 more troops over there. Well, then everybody's opinion on the war changed because we were being led to believe we were winning it. And then you had major protests that came after that. Kennedy's killed. Uh, Martin Luther King is assassinated. Like, so many different things happen. And the I feel 60s like were a wild time. off of it. And it happened in 68. It just another one of those different things where North Vietnam thought, all right, we'll, we'll move in here and take over. Knock the Americans and their allies back a little bit. And then we slapped them in the head with our dick and took over. <laughs> Did you get all that? Yeah. So do you feel like you know a lot about the Tet Offensive now? No. I didn't think Sorry, so. Sorry, I blocked out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So I think not too long ago we were talking about Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, it was on the other day, and I ended up watching the whole thing. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step back on my stance that the second half of the movie is that much worse than the first half. It's actually not bad. It's just I think the first half is so much better. But uh, I no, but it almost changes uh, the category. tone category. Right. Well, <laughs> I, like that scene where uh, genre the sniper where they got him laying out there yeah. and they're trying. Like, I was enthralled by that, even though I know what happens, you know, and, and that's a, it's a female the whole time. It's great. It's good. It's I actually just always good thought shit. that it was such a contrast. It's like you just said, it, it made it two different movies. Almost. Right, right. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We, we can go. Well, I'll throw different stuff in every week. <laughs> well, Next we, we one. can talk about it. The, we missed one thing I did want to ask you about. You remember how much uh, Michael Jordan paid for the share of the stake and the ownership of the Hornets? Was it like three hundred and some million? He just sold it for three billion. Yep. The Hornets are worth that much. It's insanity. And they're like the worst franchise in the NBA. It's insanity. Are they the worst? I'd say so. Well, they're I'd say one so. of the bottom two or three. Pelicans. No, I'd say the the Hornets are right there. I mean, you, well, could, you got to throw the Kings in there. Kings this this year is the nah. first time the Kings were good nah. in twenty years. The, the Hornets have at least made the playoffs a couple times. Nah, have they, they? They've been trashed yeah. since the existence of this rebirth. Um, you're right. Well, no, they have, but I'm just saying. I, I think the Kings are up there. For the Kings who had Vladi in them. That, that was. That was 20 well, years. Well, I thought you were going yeah. like the last 15 years. <laughs> that was 20 Sorry, years I had a five to it. That <laughs> Mitch Richmond, damn it. <laughs> I'll say this. Of course you will. <laughs> he always does. <laughs> Dude. Still gets to sit at the end of the bench or wherever he wants to, watch the game, doesn't have to make decisions, but can say something if he wants to, and he's made a few billion. Three billion. That's awesome. He like he needs it. Does that make his net worth more now? Dude's a businessman. Yes, is what it is. I already seen the people out there trying because you know, any time in America somebody does something well, you got to knock them down. Yeah, that's and, what we do. And now it's well, he had to sell them because he's in debt. He's got like twenty seven NCAA teams wearing his own Jordan <laughs> apparel. If Jordan's in debt, shoot me. His his poor and our poor ain't the same. No. It's not at all. Did you did you get a chance to watch that movie yet about the shoe? I did not. What? I watched John Wick, but when I put hair on, what'd you think of John it Wick? It just loaded and loaded one play. Loved it. It was good. So I, last I, week I was I was out of my mind. I couldn't think. But we were talking about movies, and sometimes that surrealism gets too much. So it was John Wick was the movie I was thinking of last week when they're fighting. My God, like it's just it's got like Fast and the Furious mm-hmm. now. Like they just keep getting worse and worse and worse. Have you watched any of the John Wicks? They're they're fun, but like in John Wick Four, like it's ridiculous. The fights over the top. Where's so the over the top. suit? Yeah, they just have like a suit, and then the story, it, the plot armor is like it's Kevlar. So like motherfuckers just be like cock 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 cock, like point blank. Nothing happens. They just like ow, ow, and they shoot back. So like you're literally watching people ten feet apart just shooting. Like, the shit. like they're flicking each other. Yes, like flicking the bean. I can't. That's why they can't. <laughs> I don't think swords. I can make it to the fourth one just to see that. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> like, I like it's this fun, though. A man bent on vengeance. But it's like it's that's like twelve hours of my life I'll never get back. It's what I. It's what I always say. It's it's what your expectations are going in. If you think it's supposed to be serious. You're going to be sadly disappointed. But it's, it's, just, uh, it's fun. Have you seen The Expendables with Stallone? 
Yeah, it's two of the three. Expendables on steroids and coke. But Keanu Reeves is just so damn likable. So I love him. Fun. He's awesome. He has he an age in thirty years. Name a Keanu Reeves movie he did that you're like, I hate that. There might be some you wouldn't maybe care for, but do you like? I'm never, I'm never a big fan of his once he got developed, but I did love the original Point Break. Point Point Break, Break. I love that. So was it Johnny? Replace Johnny Utah. Yes, Johnny Utah. Um, Swayze was great in that. Point Break was a great movie. So great they tried to remake it and it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just saying that's my favorite Reeves movie. It's kind of odd, but just um, don't dude, know. it's a great one. One, of the ones, yeah. one of the ones I like a lot of his that if he had his way, he'd love to do, redo it, like do a sequel, is Constantine. Um, I love that movie for some reason. It just it was it's actually a DC comic movie. So when I, I actually younger, try to turn it on and I'll turn it off. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. I haven't seen this in forever, but I loved Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes, have you seen Adventure. this the third one? I have not. The third one's pretty good. Okay. It's worth watching. It's a good nostalgia trip. Um, how about uh, Speed? Everybody likes Speed back in the day. That Speed was good. Speed was a good one. Sandra Bullock. Oh, uh, that was a great car. No, scene. no. See, yeah, I, you know what I was thinking of? What's the one with uh, uh, Christy Swanson in the car? Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Um, oh, I just... Oh, oh, that is the uh, best car scene I can think of. The Chase. Oh, geez. I got it. Oh, you see what I'm saying? Chrissy Swanson was that chick Woo! for a minute. You remember that? Oh, God. I'm just saying, that scene, it, that gave me testosterone as a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Is that oh, fair? Oh, it just says, that's not realistic. Chad. <laughs> You're right. I'm not that guy. <laughs> and another movie on the mind right now. An actor with a sloppy hair like that. 90s star. He also played in program, I believe, as the quarterback. He does pirate radio out of his basement. What? Who am I thinking of? What? The quarterback in the program. Pretty sure he was also a quarterback in the program. But in another movie, he does uh, pirated radio out of his basement. <laughs> what movie is that? <laughs> Fight the pirates. Uh, Christian Re- Oh, my gosh. Christian, Christian Slater. Slater. Christian Slater. Is that who was? Yeah. Do you know what the movie is? Where he does pirated radio? Yeah. He, no. He's like a DJ jockey, and he out of his basement. No, I don't know that one, Chad. Oh my god, you, you gotta, gotta tell s- me. You gotta sober up. You're missing. You're supposed to know everything about everything. I'm he still- is. So literally, Chad only will not argue with me on baseball and fishing. He will argue with me about the other trillions of things in the world. I don't argue. Not those two. And I feel why, like, why is it arguing? No, it's debating. It's not. It's me Chad, asking questions. Chad is like. I'm smarter than you in everything in the whole universe except for baseball and fishing. And that's the only two I'll ever concede the rest of my life. I'll concede plenty. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't appreciate the slander here. You like that? It's true, right? He was in Young Guns also. Is it uh, Christian Slater? Yes. He was in Young Guns too. Yep. Bro. Why so are we weird. talking about Christian Slater though? Just because we got on a certain. I always thought he was trying to do an impression of Jack Nicholas for his career, or Jack Nicholson. I mean, not the golfer. The actor. Pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. Nineteen ninety. I'm just glad that uh, Tom Cruise got him at the end of Interview with the Vampire. Yes. But you know, like, don't you think Christian Slater kind of had that Jack feel to him? He's like, you know what, man? Like, he just. He's different, but he never, like, he's like he's done. Jack had that ability to keep going. Christian Slater. At this age. 
like a Netflix series or something recently. But that, that's the first time yeah, I can tell you anything forever. Uh, today uh, or this week was the anniversary of Jack's um, big, what is that? Chinatown uh, from the early 70s. You've okay. never seen that. That's phenomenal. But uh, that's when he first started coming on the scene. You ever see One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Yes, Nest? I love that movie. Great movie. Nurse, Nurse Ratchet. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's a real person no matter what. But uh, what's your favorite uh, Jack movie? Ooh. Uh, for me, it's I have a few for different reasons. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, you can have more than one. Uh, as long as you give an explanation. No, no, the Batman. As the Joker. Yes, correct. It's, it's such a good, like, he played such a good role. And it was completely different than Heath Ledger for different reasons. And then they both played it immaculate for what it was. Real quick before you continue with the Jack stuff. I saw this thing with the Joker from Walking Phoenix that they did like a hundred different takes for each scene, and he would do it different each time as the Joker. That's, That's how, impressive. Like he was. Right, if it's anything like the uh, first one of this series, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Who's playing it? Well, no, I'm just saying even the first one. That's what he would do. Like the scene where you come on stage with Murray the first time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would do it a hundred, a hundred different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. how he was feeling. Anyway, no, he's other, amazing. Other Jack movies. Uh, so obviously, uh, Bucket List with Morgan. You know, it's one. a good movie. I don't remember a lot about it. I do remember the coffee being from like Beetle Poop or something. That was was it cat cat poop? Something yeah. from Africa's poop. That's South America. Maybe South Koofy Lao or something like that. <laughs> Whatever it is. I've always loved The Shining. Yeah. But that's not, that's not, uh, oh no, Jack. Yeah. Now I got started thinking about Come Morgan Freeman. Chad, you're getting cut off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you said you had a couple. Is that it? That's the two, man. That's, that's two, right? Really? Come on, movie encyclopedia, IMDb. Wait, Roll something out here. Wait, bucket list of all the Jack movies? I didn't watch a lot of his early ones. Okay. You know another one he did I really like? The Witches of Eastwick. No. Ah, I, know that, I know that one. Shared in that. Yeah, no. He Piper. was amazing yeah. for his role in A Few Good Men. Yes. It was a Tom Cruise movie, but those two together have were Have you ever dynamic. watched that? I have not. A Few Good Men. Dude, it's such a good movie. Like for I've a seen movie. the clip about it. The clip is the so courtroom. good. But it, like, the movie's so much better. Like them. Kevin being, Bacon. He's really Kevin good. Kevin Bacon saw his stupid ass flat top yep. haircut is, is great. But like them going to their shitty little Washington D.C. apartment to Sutherland's talk about it, one. and then they like it's it's really good. But man, all right. So what's your two? That's a good. Did you give them two? Yeah, the I Shining. Would the Shining. Not. All right, what do you got? Chad? I love him as Batman. If I had to pick one other than that, he wasn't Batman. He was a Joker. I'm sorry, the but Joker he, in Batman. Ah, <laughs> uh, another movie he did that I really enjoyed was As Good as It Gets. So I wasn't going to bring up As Good as It Gets because that was kind of that and um, what was uh, Anger Management he did at the same oh, time. Oh, I love that one too. Like that's when he kind of had that resurgence in The Departed. Okay, I was um, just going to say we're oh, not going to mention The Departed. Oh my God, yes. So that was my one is Departed because he's he doesn't even have a Boston accent in the whole day movie and it doesn't matter. So if you look back here, you listen to the interviews of Except who was in the movie. Much. That the role that he played in that movie was a really small role. They all wanted Jack to play it. And they kept trying to get him, Wahlberg and Damon. And they were like, come on, come on. We want this role for you. And when he finally commits to doing the role, it was a small role. And they said, you just play it. We'll enlarge it. All his, that everything he did was, was him Jack? playing. Yeah. 
And he's a huge part of that movie. And that role was not written that way. When he decided he would do it, everyone said, all right, you do you. No, in, in the original part of the movie, he walks into the convenience store and he's talking to that teenage girl and he talks about how she had a period yet. <laughs> and the fact is, no, no, one, set the tone. no one says a damn word to the guy because they're scared to death. It set the tone of the movie. And he says, here's a little, you know, he you does have, his thing. You have no shelter from the Rolling Stones playing right, the background. Right, right. It, it just puts you yeah. in that frame no, of mind. It sets the tone like, this guy rules this whole area. I don't care what anybody says. The Departed's fantastic. I love this. I, I love it forever. Love it. And Jack, he's not even, it's such a good movie because there's so many parts in it. But Jack plays that part so well. So that's number one. I, I'm with you on The Shining. Um, like, when he's just walking in The Shining and his head's down and his frow's bur- mm-hmm. furrowed there a little bit. Like, he's not even saying, or just when he's staring off in space. Like, we've seen that meme a thousand times and it's like 50 years later. Yep. It's incredible. Red and rum. Red and rum. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That is part of the movie. Oh, I'm saying. You were talking memes. That's another one that you've seen a thousand times. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What I just love it. That's the me. other Jack meme is him. Uh, is it from Anger Management when he's in the restaurant of the bar and he's just doing the head up and down? Yeah, mm-hmm. with uh, him and uh, Heather Graham. Yes. Yep. Mm. Whatever happened to her? I love her. She was great. That roller girl. Roller girl. Oh. You ever watch Boogie she Nights? She was in uh, Boogie Nights. She was in well, Austin Powers. The, first, uh, the second Austin Powers. Yeah, second Austin second. Powers. The first one was Liz Hurley. Third was Beyonce. The first uh, Hangover she was in was she not? Have a smoke and a pancake? Want a flapjack? Smoking a crib? Whatever happened to Mike Myers? Uh, Mike Myers He looks crib. weird now. Yeah. Have you seen him? He looks like Shrek. Like yeah. his skin looks I mean, plastic. That, that checks out, though. I guess so. You remember who was uh, originally supposed to do the voice of Shrek? No. They had no. to reshoot the whole damn movie almost. No. It was Chris Farley. Oh. Oh, okay. And he... I watched a uh, short video on Chris Farley last night. Yeah? About how he originated that his family was all around comedy, and then all of a sudden he's just like, I'm going to Chicago. And then, like, they caught him in New York a few a little bit later, and he took over Saturday Night Live. They didn't have to audition. I don't know if y'all knew that. I didn't know he didn't audition. No. His, they, his reputation preceded him? Yeah, like, so, you know how strict Saturday Night Live was at that time? They had him, uh, Chris Rock had to audition, and there was someone else that came on, and all they had Farley come in and do was just talk to all the members of the show and the cast, and then he just made the squad. I bet he was intense to be around. Yeah. No, it was amazing. Short video. So what's your what's your fondest memory of Chris Farley? Uh, there's a few. I mean, if you're talking about movies or uh, Saturday Night Live, but the Van Down by the River was amazing. That's great. Motivational uh, speaker. Yeah, I can't remember his name. The, the fact that him and Tommy Foley, Boy, Matt Foley. It was Matt, Matt Foley. Foley. Matt yeah. Foley. I just saw that last night. And then you have Tommy Boy, and then you have uh, another movie, Black Sheep. Yeah, both Black were Sheep. good. Uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. <laughs> The fact that he had no care at all when he would like do a stunt, and he would just... like he gave everything. Yeah, yeah. But he, he was so messed up, though. Yeah. But uh, it, it's crazy how like him and David Spade. Like, what is it about comedy that just you know repeat formulas? The big fat guy and the little guy. Whether it's the honeymooners or Fred and Barney so, or Farley and Spade. Fat guy and a little cousin. <laughs> <So that's> what <laughs> What'd that's you do, Richard? 
<laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> That's so good. The other thing I like, and this has no relation to him, is how some of those different movies live in the same universe. Like when you got Fifty First Dates, it's Callahan Auto Parts. Yes, because Dave Aykroyd's in there. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, Ten Second Tom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love Alan Cumber, hey. by the way. He still wants the bed. <laughs> What'd you tell him? Hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> That's good. Oh. We all like the same stuff. That's just what works. We got good taste. Well, I think that's enough for today. How about that? I think so. I'm ready to avenge my loss. NBA Jam tournament last week, so it sounds like Chad won. So me and Biggie got to start off. Yeah. I'm ready to defend the title. All right. Maybe it's I'll... me and Biggie. Chad gets the winner. Well, Mr. Brown, enjoy your time in Colorado. My enjoy, lie, baby. Enjoy your time in the Natty, Biggie. And uh, I'm going to find out in the morning what I'm doing. I might even see you in Cincinnati. Hey, Who knows? We'll Biggie, you get to see the real America's team. Yeah, the I, Reds. I don't know how they gave the themselves this notion, first, but it's nonsense. The first professional franchise. When I was a kid, America Day doesn't care. Started with the Reds. That's right. It should be that way. I think Mark Shaw ruined that. <sighs> Reds are going to win. Um, 13 in a row, and then they'll lose. So it'll be two two out of three against the Braves. I'll take it. Okay. It's at home. So take that. I don't know what else to say. All I'm going to say is check out my social media, Mr. Brown, a.k.a. Greg Rollins. You'll get the full scoop on what's going to happen this weekend, Reds and Braves. And one game is good enough for the Reds at home, I assure you, brother. <laughs> so we differ of opinion here. That's okay. They're 15 ranking in all of MLB. It's cute. We see it down Man, there. Man, like that's our that's our ceiling. Right? They, they jump like, seven spots week to week, and we see y'all down there. We appreciate y'all, but hey, it's fine. I appreciate the fact that I can talk about Reds baseball, and it's almost July. That's all I'll say. How's the Mariners doing? The Mariners have <laughs> eight games in their next 47 that are against teams that currently have a losing record. They are 35 and 36. Which means over the next forty-seven games, uh, they're probably fall to fifth place. Oh, we can't do that. We got the A's in our division. We're going to remain fourth. There you go. Good thing the A's are there. We got the All-Star game. All right, just before we close, update: Who's is it? Still the uh, Royals? It's currently the A's. It's currently the Back A's. To the A's. All right, we got to keep it. The chase for perfection. We got to keep an eye. I want to I reiterate this. In my group, I already said it. The St. Louis Cardinals are on pace for ninety-nine losses. It's the first time this is going to happen. If they continue this. Trend and since 1913. Since 1913? Correct. Holy schnikes. Yes. Wow. I can't say I'm not enjoying it. The Cardinals are the model of consistency for baseball. I can't remember a time when the Cardinals aren't competitive. When I say competitive, they're a playoff contender. And it's been 110 years that they finished with almost 100 losses this year if it holds up. That's crazy. Yeah. 110. And they're still putting 45,000 in there every night. One year after the Titanic sank. You know why they're going to lose 99 games? They fought hard, got in the playoffs. They fired the guy who went with brimstone and fire, and they hired the guy that was analytics. Bring back Mike Schilt. Let's do it. All right, that's a good place to stop. This has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Thanks for letting us invade your ears. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We're going to have a good time in Colorado. We're going to have a good time in Ohio. We'll see you next week, everybody. Enjoy your weekend as we will. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.